Hello and welcome to Octopus Inc. My name is Annalisa Vivona, your host for this podcast. A little background on me. I served in the U.S. Army for four years and now I'm a single mom to a five-year-old little boy. I was married for six years, but it didn't work out and now I currently live in New Jersey with my son and we're happy and healthy. I have an associate's degree in theater, a bachelor's degree in creative writing and English, a graduate certificate in online teaching and writing, and a soon-to-be master's in creative writing in young adult fiction. My goal for this podcast is to help young writers achieve their own writing goals, whether it's to finish writing a short story, writing poetry, or publishing a book. No dream is too small. This podcast is going to be full of writing advice, tricks I've learned, and processes to help aspiring writers do what they love. I'll read some things I've written, I'll share some pieces that I find inspirational, I'll read you some things from other books that help explain what I'm talking about, whatever helps me help you in 15 minutes or less. The examples that I use in this podcast will be fantasy or sci-fi related. Simply because I work in those genres, but really these tips and suggestions can be used in other genres as well. Today we're going to be talking about getting started. Where do you start? How do you start? These are questions I get by a lot of friends who want to write their own stories, but just don't know how to get started with it. The answer to those questions, though, is tough because really there's so many ways to start telling a story. Whether you are a brand new writer or someone who has written a hundred books, everyone has their own way to do it. Everyone's going to tell you something different, and it's up to you to figure out which one works best for you. Uh, You may hear writers tell you to just start writing. But to me, that has always come across as a bit lazy advice. Yes, you need to just write. But when people ask me, How do I get started? They don't want to hear, just start writing. They want to know how to structure a story. They want to know how to develop their characters. They want to know the best place to begin a story. They they need to know that it's more than just sitting down at a computer and starting to type. They know they need to start writing. They just aren't sure how to start. To those just starting out their writing journeys, the first thing you need is a character and a plot. Some writers will start without one or the other. This will allow them to discover those things as they write, which can develop into some very interesting work. I personally have done this in the past and ended up with some pretty rewarding scene work that I used later in the story, just not as the beginning. We'll go over character and plot in later episodes, but for now, let's pretend that you have both. Now, I don't like to start a story with dialogue, but some people find that it's easier when you're just starting to write. Some people will tell you to never start a story or chapter with dialogue, but honestly, each situation is going to be different. I have started chapters with dialogue. I just prefer not to start the very beginning of an entire book with dialogue. Um, I have two go-to starting points that um, when I when I approach a, a new book or a project, I either start in the middle of some action or through world building and or character development. For action, that could be something like the protagonist getting chased through a city or a village, or it could be a training session or a battle. 
While this can have the potential to hook your reader immediately, you also risk alienating your readers because they aren't invested in your characters yet. An example of starting in the middle of action would be the first couple pages of Graceling by Kristen Kishore. Um, she drops you right into the action, and I'm going to read the first, um, it's about a page. Um, in these dungeons, the darkness was complete, but Katza had a map in her mind. One that had so far proven correct, as all maps, maps tended to do. Katza ran her hand along the cold walls and counted, the, counted doors and passageways as she went, turning when it was time to turn, stopping finally before an opening that should contain a stairway leading down. She crouched and felt forward with her hands. There was a stone step, damp and slippery with moss, and another one below it. It was Ol's staircase then. She only hoped that when he and Giddon followed her with their torches, they would see the moss slime, tread carefully, and not waken the dead by clattering headlong down the steps. Katza slunk down the stairway, one left turn and two right turns. She began to hear voices as she entered a corridor where the darkness flickered orange with the light of a torch set in the wall. Across from the torch was another corridor where, according to Ul, anywhere from two to ten guards should be standing watch before a certain cell at the passageway's end. These guards were Katza's mission. It was for them that she had been sent first. Katza crept toward the light and the sound of laughter. She could stop and listen to get a better sense of how many she would face, but there was no time. She pulled her hood down low and swung around the corner. She almost tripped over her first four victims, who were sitting on the floor across from each other, their backs against the wall, legs splayed, the air stinking with whatever strong drink they'd brought down here to pass the time of their watch. Katza kicked and struck at temples and necks, and the four men lay splayed, lay slumped together on the floor before amazement had even registered in their eyes. There was only one more guard sitting before the cell bars at the end of the corridor. He scrambled to his feet and slid his sword from its sheath. Katza walked toward him, certain that the torch at her back hid her face and particularly her eyes from his sight. She measured his size, the way he moved, the steadiness of the arm, that held the sword toward her. Stop there. It's clear enough what you are. His voice was even. He was brave, this one. He cut the air with his sword in warning. You don't frighten me. He lunged toward her. She ducked around his blade and wheeled her foot out, clipping his temple. He dropped to the ground. Now, for character development and, and or world building, these openings focus on the setting and the character. You can start those by describing the world around the protagonist or describing the character itself. An example of starting with character development and or world building would be the first chapter of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Now, I'm not going to read you the first chapter, don't worry, but I will read you the first page and um, to give you like an idea of what I'm talking about. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four, Privet Drive, were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. 
They were the last people you'd expect to be involved in anything strange or mysterious because they just didn't hold with such nonsense. Mr. Dursley was the director of a firm called Grunnings, which made drills. He was a big, beefy man with hardly any neck, although he did have a very large mustache. Mrs. Dursley was thin and blonde and had nearly twice the usual amount of neck, which came in very useful as she spent so much of her time craning over garden fences, spying on the neighbors. The Dursleys had a small son called Dudley, and in their opinion, there was no finer, bo finer boy anywhere. The, the Dursleys had everything they wanted, but they also had a secret, and their greatest fear was that someone would discover it. They didn't think they could bear it if anyone found out about the Potters. Mrs. Potter was Mrs. Dursley's sister, but they hadn't met for several years. In fact, Mrs. Dursley pretended she didn't have a sister, because her sister and her good-for-nothing husband were as un-Dursley-ish as it was possible to be. The Dursleys shuddered to think what the neighbors would say if the Potters arrived in the street. The Dursleys knew that the Potters had a small son, too, but they had never seen, never even seen him. This boy was another good reason for keeping the Potters away. They didn't want Dudley mixing with a child like that. Now, I botched the ending a little bit about that, but I hope you were able to hear the difference between the two beginnings. Graceling did give us some details on setting, but we don't know what is going on or who Katza is because we're dropped right into the action. Is it a big battle scene filled with gore? No. But it is a high-intensity situation that does involve action. Harry Potter doesn't give us action. We are told who the Dursleys are and that they have a secret. Throughout the first chapter, we are given details about the Dursleys. We follow Mr. Dursley on his day to work and what he encounters in, that, in, in his little bubble. There's no action, really, just world-building and character development. But Roland hints at a secret, which is what keeps the reader interested. The goal is to show your reader the beginning of your protagonist's story. Where did they start out? Who were they before the story started? Once you have given them that information, then you introduce the call to action or the inciting incident. It's that thing that pushes your protagonist to leave their comfort zone. An example is Harry Potter's Letter to Hogwarts. The plot of the book is going in a steady, straight line until Harry receives his very first letter. Then all of a sudden, everything in his life changes. So when you sit down in your most comfortable chair and you have that glass of wine or a bottle and you're ready to start writing your story, Ask yourself, what is the inciting incident? What is going to push my protagonist out of their comfort zone? Once you have that figured out, that's when you build the comfort zone. You show your reader what that looks like so when the inciting incident occurs, your reader sees that change in the plot. Well, that is all I have for tonight's episode. If you have any questions about getting started, Please shoot me an email if there are topics you would like me to cover in an upcoming episode. Please let me know. I hope you will all join me again for next week's episode. We'll be talking about brainstorming and workshops, which are always a fun time. This is me saying good night and happy writing.